Hey everybody, welcome to yet another episode of B-Roll, a movie podcast where we watch and review straight to stream our independent sci-fi and sci-fi adjacent, or really just whatever the heck we want, uh, movies and uh, the odd TV show. <laughs> My name's Anthony, I'll be your host today, uh, and every day, really. Every day? Well, every day you listen, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, the other voice you hear chastising in the background is Chris. He'll be our other host. Say hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. Ah, you... The other host. Ugh. All right, Chris, you picked out the movie this time around. So what did we watch? We watched IO or Destination IO or you said that when you when you watched it, the name changed to a completely different one. Did you write it down? No, no, no. It was just Destination IO and IO. Okay. You sent okay. me a third name. I did. Yeah. What was it? Whatever it was, it was not important because the, the, <laughs> there's a lot of things about this movie that aren't important. Mm. Sp- I was going to say spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> there's absolutely well, nothing to spoil in this movie. Speaking of spoilers, we should go over the format for all the new listeners. Yeah. Typically what we do is we do an intro in which we make fun of the other person. Then we kind of give our general thoughts about the movie. If there is anything to spoil, we will spoil it then. So if you have not watched Destination IO or IO and you don't want spoilers, stop listening now. <laughs> Actually, just don't even watch the movie. Just listen to this podcast cuz we'll probably do a better there's job. There's absolutely nothing to spoil, I promise. <laughs> well, there's yeah, there's nothing to spoil. Then we'll break down the plot Ugh. and we'll take way too long to do that. And then we will give our final thoughts on whether or not this was a good movie. We like to start with our opinion and end with our opinions because our opinions are the most important part well, of this podcast. There's a difference between, and I think we've established it on one or two movies, that a movie can be good and we can still not like it. Or a movie could be bad and then we end up actually liking it. Here it is. Io, Last on Earth. Oh. <laughs> oh, I've been scrolling Three. this whole time, man. Three titles. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on. And the thing is, is I did so we want to talk about the movie as a movie for a minute. Okay. It stars a couple of different actors. It starts primarily just two actors. Uh you got Anthony Mackie, uh, Hawkeye from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as the male lead and the female lead and really probably the main character is someone named Margaret Qualley. Now I've never seen any anything else she's in. At least I don't recognize her. She's been in some stuff. Yeah, she has a pretty long list, but I just I didn't recognize her. Yeah, neither did anything I. in particular. Nothing no. against them. So they both they both bring their A game. That is directed by a Jonathan Helpert, a French director. This is his second full length movie. The movie was filmed in or near Nice, France. I think that's how you pronounce it, right? It's not nice. It's spelled like English nice, but I think it's Nice. Yeah, I think it's Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and if uh, I'm wrong, uh, I'm not wrong. And if you think I'm wrong. Tweet me, and I'll tell you. I'll block you. It'll be fine. <laughs> That's... Look, man, the last people you want to piss off are the French. Uh, <laughs> they're a primary listening demographic. Are they? No. Uh, I well, no after <laughs> after we shunned all of Australia on accident <laughs> old, uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, this is a Net- Netflix movie? Is it a Netflix original? Yes. Yeah, Netflix original. We mentioned those two actors. There are two other actors and one voice actor who show up very, very briefly in a few different scenes. But primarily, it is these two. So a very small film, uh, not in scope, but in, in production. I searched and I searched and I searched. When you go to this movie on Netflix or when I go to this movie on Netflix, it says Destination IO, and then I click it, 
And then it says just IO. IO. You sent me on our Discord, sent me the picture of a third name, and I, I can't find any evidence that these other names exist anywhere. I've Googled mm. and Googled and Googled. I don't understand. I don't know why oh, yeah. it's got multiple names. There's nothing in the production history on Wikipedia. There's nothing. When I search Destination IO, IO comes up. When I search Destination IO on YouTube, because I thought maybe I'll find an early teaser trailer, there's some home movie that pops up. It's real bad. You should watch it. Actually, you know what? I'm going to send a link. I'll, I'll tweet this link. I'll, I'll do it. I watched 15 seconds of it. I could already tell it was better than what we'd, what we'd seen, which is me going into my opinion. While you're on a rant, or while you're on a roll, let me step in here. You are right. This movie has six credited actors on IMDb, three of which, well, I think technically four people actually appear on screen. Danny Huston, or Houston, I think that's how you pronounce that. Most notably known for X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, he was... In that movie, I also am trying to forget. He was also Ludendorff from Wonder Woman. Um, Ludendorff. Another gentleman named Tom Payne, who's been in some stuff. I didn't recognize him from anything, but he plays a, a character named Elon. And when I say play, I mean he reads emails out loud. Mm, he almost reads emails out loud. There's at least yeah. one instance where he says something, then the screen says something different. <laughs> Emma Fitzgerald is credited as a radio broadcaster, and another gentleman named Justin Jameson is... Solid name. During a news broadcast, he appears on screen alongside Danny. Uh, and that, is, that news broadcast is what, 30 seconds? Yeah. 45 seconds at most? Yeah. And I found something even more hilarious, and this might just be a... Hilarious. I'm going to take a screenshot of it right now. Hold on. I want you to look at Denry Huston's name, like his character name. Danny Huston or Houston? Yeah. Henry? Right next to it. Okay. Is his name, is the character's name Henry? They do call him, well, they refer to him as Dr. Walden, but they do he say Dr. Henry Walden in a few Harry. times, I believe. Is it Harry? Harry Walden. No. Yes. No. Oh, Wikipedia has it as Harry. Oh, no. We found yet another IMD. Continuity error. <laughs> Continuity error. That's, con- that's outside, just like that errant comma. Yeah. Uh, and some of these descriptions. Speaking of descriptions, do you want to read the Netflix? Do you have the Netflix blurb up? I have the IMDb blurb. I mean, I don't want to read either. I know <laughs> you don't. Well, you did this. Oh, I found it again. Oh, found what again? Io, Last on Earth. Why? Why did I find it? No, I not why did you? I know why did you found Oh, look, it's got a different screen. God bless, man. It's like they keep changing the name to try to trick you into watching it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Io... As a young scientist searches for a way to save a dying Earth, she finds a connection with a man who's racing to catch the last shuttle off the planet. Oh, that's the IMDb blurb? No, that's the Netflix one. Oh, interesting. They just took the IMDb blurb. They didn't actually... There's not enough going on in that movie for them to mess up the blurb. Okay. As they usually do. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about this movie as an art project, or I guess a creative project. It has a... F- 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb out of 29,258 reviews. Oh, 58. I should refresh. There it is. <laughs> 29,258 people ultimately determined that this is a mediocre movie. And somehow, some way, 584 of those people gave it a 10. I don't know what's going on there. Metacritic 
has this thing at a 40. Ugh, that's high. A 40. No, sorry, that's good. I was thinking of Rotten Tomatoes. 31% rotten. Mm. What was, out of the movies we've watched so far, what was the best worst movie? Like, out of the bad movies we've watched, which one was the closest to not being bad? I mean, probably Occupation. Yeah, that's what I was going to say as well. Probably Occupation. I feel dirty even saying that, (laughs) especially considering how much we excoriated it. This is not a good movie. So Occupation, okay. Occupation's got a 5.4, a 50%, and a 45. Okay. No, this is not a good movie. No, it's not. And normally I would take the time to go over my opinion word by word, and I would definitely talk about how this movie just seems to have no direction. Everything that's happening doesn't seem to have any sort of point. But I feel like Nick Allen of RogerEbert.com, I'm reading this directly off of Wikipedia, gave the film two out of five stars, saying... However pure its intentions, Io is genre minimalism to a fault. And he added, Io isn't science fiction storytelling distilled as much as it is vaporized. And I really couldn't say it any better than that. So I asked you this. You I'm did. sure you, you thought I was joking. Me. but No, you, I, this, I thought you were serious. <laughs> is this movie science fiction? I mean, I know all of the science in the movie is pure fiction. But as a genre, is this movie science fiction? Could it fall into fiction that just happens to have science in it? Like, does that does that make any sense? It's a, it's not. Is it a romance? Is it a? I guess no. it's a melodrama. I don't know. I don't know what this movie is. I really don't. Oh, oh, you know what it is? Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say, is it bad? Is it bad? Uh, yeah. No. I just. I think we ended on thirty twenty two with this idea, but Io is another movie that tells a story that really doesn't have a point. Or it has a point that it never arrives at. Yeah, yeah, I I recall. If that makes any sense. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that's built up in this movie, and then it ends. And it feels like there wasn't a point to any of it. I don't know. I feel like this was a pointless movie. And we're talking about the plot. I'm going to give my opinion now. You didn't ask for it. No one asks for it, but I'm giving it. I asked you what your opinion was. No, no, no. I didn't hear it. Uh, But I'm not listening. you You hear what you want to hear. Yeah, that's the best way of going through life. I reject your reality. Go ahead. (laughs) The acting is superb. It's very good. Margaret, I've already forgotten her last name. I'm sorry. Margaret Qualley. Her character comes across as both brilliant and awkward, even without a lot of other people to be awkward around. Just the way she's holding herself and moving and talking and things like that. So I was, I was really impressed. Anthony Mackie is a great actor. He's not given a whole lot to work with. All the scenes but one, with them both in it, work really, really well. There's a lot of unspoken. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. There's a lot of really good body language. I don't know. Is there a term for what I'm trying to say? Just uh, the way they look or the way they'll glance or the way they'll shift or something along those lines. Instead of saying... It's literally, I think, just called nonverbal acting. The nonverbal acting is excellent. I think what you're describing is something that they say in, in movie parlance is, quote, what's not on the page, unquote. Sure. Does sure. that make more sense? Yeah, that, that either one. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if this is somebody's first episode listening, they already know that we don't know anything about film. We know one thing. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> I can give you a list of movies not to watch. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Uh, no, I think no. the acting's really good. I think that it's a well-shot movie. The premise is do we want to talk about the premise i have very conflicting thoughts about the premise so i want to hear what you have to say about the premise 
the world they've built or the world Good. they I talk mean, about. Go ahead. I got no please. time. No, Go you ahead. you first and then I'll Me I first. see. Yeah. <laughs> uh so passing the I, baton. Yeah, thanks. Uh <laughs> speaking of Anthony McKay's acting, um I will Did you say McKay? I will, All right. Is, which, which one is it? McKee? Mackie. Mackie? I don't know. Micah. That's his character's name. This character's name is Micah. Anthony M. in this movie. <laughs> he does some stuff that really irritates me, but we'll talk about it later. In terms of the premise, the world that they've built or created, essentially, people were getting sick and they don't know what it was. And then people's blood would turn black and they figured out that ammonia has, I guess, saturated the atmosphere. Now, if you know anything about the Earth if I recall correctly, we are a nitrogen-rich atmosphere. That's correct. But we oxygen is the the gas that humans use to, um, I mean, for lack of a better word, exist. We breathe oxygen. Our lungs inhale oxygen and we exhale carbon dioxide. But apparently ammonia, which is um, very poisonous to humans, if I remember, or it can be lethal, maybe not yeah. poisonous, but lethal. Yeah, it is formed these massive gas, almost fog clouds that I guess started pushing all over Earth, and eventually the majority of humanity uh, went on what's called the Exodus and left Earth to travel to Io to a colony there. Yeah, kind of a space station. Yeah, and that's where we're at. That's the premise of this movie. Yeah, what I thought about it uh, in terms of any other, I, would you even consider this post-apocalyptic? Yeah, I mean, okay. people were dying. There's some talk about food rations at one point, yada, yada, yada. I mean, so but, it's, uh, it's, but is it a, I guess it's not like an apocalypse in the traditional sense. Like, as far as we're aware, humanity did not cause this problem. Which is interesting because it, cause the environment is what's rejecting them. So there's right. the opportunity for... I mean, they, they just don't come out don't. and say it. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was interesting, but I felt like I'd already seen this movie not seen this movie but i feel like i've seen this or heard or read this plot somewhere before where something happens that causes humans to leave earth and then a few stay behind for whatever reason i will agree that i think that the the movie was shot well it was very beautiful i got a lot of metro like metro 2033 metro exodus vibes during the city scenes but okay i guess i liked the premise is what i'm trying to say yeah all right so i liked the premise uh, on, on the surface if that makes any sense but as soon as you scratch below you know kind of oh ammonia is taken over Ugh. look ammonia doesn't burn purple which it does in the movie she talks about bacteria or small insects and small insects because you can see them using ammonia as an oxygen source and ammonia doesn't have oxygen in it ammonia is lighter than the rest of the atmosphere so it would actually be the exact opposite she lives on top of a mountain because it's above all these clouds and it's got oxygen still but it would be the exact opposite it's just a bunch of little like so the premise that they set up is interesting but the reasoning behind it guys the science behind the science fiction is not good (laughs) problematic yeah sure so i can get past it i just wish that they had tried a little harder if that makes sense sure well i mean essentially what i described was the uh (laughs) opening sequence oh that's a good transition (laughs) do you want to go in and talk about this plot i don't but you go right ahead let's do it feel free to jump in at Mm, any point i want to take a nap fair enough our first actual shot of the movie not just a um overview of the opening sequence uh, is uh just heavy breathing 
someone is walking around some pipes or an industrial building and some equipment laying around. It's, I notice it's very wet. Maybe pipes have busted or it's raining. It's really difficult to tell. This person walks over to some vertical pipes. She disconnects them and then pulls out some sort of fixture. It looks like a valve of some kind. And she puts it in a bag and then she um, looks down and sees some insects underwater. What you were describing is she starts an audio log. We find out her name is Sam Walden. Apparently the water and air are heavily saturated with ammonia, but these particular specimens are alive. So they are able to use the ammonia somehow <laughs> to to not die and suffocate. Yeah. So she, she like talks to her computer to start the audio log or talks to whatever device she's using. And then the computer says something to the effect like starting audio log, blah, 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 blah. If every time you had something start on your computer, you had to wait eight seconds for it to tell you what you just told it to do, would that not drive you crazy? Uh, Am I reading too much into it? Probably. No, it was the I first mean, thing I thought of as we're going through. I mean, it's the same reason like when you're watching an episode of Star Trek and they're like, this person's not on the ship. And then worse, like, computer, locate Ensign Johnson. And then the computer tells you, Ensign Johnson's no longer on the vessel. Like, yeah, we know that, Worf. That's why we told you he wasn't here. Uh, I mean, kind of the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, whenever you tell like whenever you tell something to do something, you get told back to you. Yeah, I can see that. And this is the only time we have, the only instance we have of her talking to a computer. Imagine when that sorry excuse for a failure, uh, the Connect came out. And every time you said Xbox on and it would say Xbox turning on. Uh, yeah. Are you, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Sam comes upon a mural. It's got some text on it. I guess it's an advertisement for an exhibit at an art museum. She reads it out loud. Then she leaves this area and she's walking around. And this is what I was talking about. Like I got some serious Metro vibes is it looks this looks like an abandoned city that's been abandoned for 10 or 15 years. She talks about, oh, the plants are changing colors. I actually thought this was a really interesting scene. I had a question about where it was filmed, but you said it was primarily filmed in France? Yes. Cool. Yeah. There's a beeping. She jostles around with some equipment on herself, and then she runs to a four-wheeler, grabs some kind of tank out of the back and switches it on, or switches it into her respirator. We should kind of, I guess, if you haven't seen this movie, but she's wearing like a full-blown respirator mask. She's got like the glass or the plastic eye shield covering her face. And she's got two tubes that run out of the filter on the front of her mouth, like on the front of the mask that go over her shoulders. And she's got oxygen tanks that she, I guess, screws into and starts breathing. Then she gets on the four-wheeler and she starts driving away. Did you get the impression that the beeping was her being out or is it just her being close to being out she runs off and how i think it's you playing it so unsafe that you have to bolt back whenever you get your little warning i think what it was is because later on in the movie we get an actual shot of the thing that's beeping i guess it's a it's a watch with a timer and when she resets it it's like it goes to one minute so i Mm. think what this is supposed to be is a a one minute warning you have one minute of oxygen left before you die and to answer your question, I think it happens because she stops and reads a poster <laughs> instead ah. of going back to get her oxygen oh. tank. Okay. She's on the road. As she starts driving, we notice that the clouds start to, or the fog, whatever she's in, starts to disappear. And she gets higher and higher and higher. And then 
On the ground, someone has spray-painted Clean O2, and there's an arrow that points up. She rides towards what looks like a... Uh, is this an observatory or a conservatory? It's an observatory. Okay. I just had a question mark. I didn't know which one was which. A conservatory is like maybe a greenhouse type thing? I could be wrong, but... Oh, not important. She goes through a detox. I don't know if you've ever been detoxed by anything before, but uh, I assume this is what it looks like. You walk up to some things that spray you and then you keep walking and then you change clothes. She sits down at a computer and starts sending a message to Elon. And while she's typing, we just get her voiceover. She's talking about the insects that she found and they're thriving. And then she's wondering if the bees can adapt because as you know, bees are very important to earth and it's ecology. Bees cross pollinate plants and allow us to uh, essentially germinate. Anyways, and she hypothesizes that maybe Earth isn't dying. It's actually being reborn, mm-hmm. which is kind of like the plot hook of this movie, if you will. It's essentially, well, we'll talk about that here in a minute. But Well, the Earth isn't dying. Life on Earth is dying. <laughs> the Earth is going to survive. I mean, there's very few things. It won't survive until right. the sun explodes right. and envelops it or close to it or whatever. So... She uh, runs over to some hives and she smokes them out so they don't attack her. And she grabs a bee from the hives and uh, puts it in, I guess, what appears to be a fish tank and then starts pumping the ammonia-based air into the tank and it eventually dies. I think this is the part where she, like, pokes herself and she has, like, a long line of circles that are going up her body. She's testing herself on her own skin. Yeah. And she, like, has some pictures, and I guess, like, she's keeping track of what happens whenever she does this. Elon writes her back. He's like, hey, we're actually going to be leaving the solar system. The council approved a mission, and we're going to use Io's energy. Apparently, Io is very volcanic. I don't know how true or not that is, but they're going to harness the volcanic energy or the geothermic energy, and they're going to use it to power their fleet. And he says, hey, you got to leave Earth. You're on the last pocket of clean air. You got to get you got to get up here. She's looking at a map. She's circling some stuff. She puts a tape into a uh, <laughs> she puts a cassette tape into a, uh, a I guess a stereo. Yeah, a stereo uh, head. For all the kids out there, if you don't know what a cassette tape ah, is, which is up. they know what a cassette tape is. I mean, there might be some like 18-year-olds who never had one. Yeah, it doesn't mean they don't know what it is. They watch television. I'm just I'm just saying they've seen stranger things. I'm not calling them out. I'm just saying, if you don't know what a cassette tape is, it's... It's like a VHS, but smaller. Well, if they don't know what that is, um, <laughs> we, used to re- we used to record media on film. And this film transfers the audio or video information using a series of rollers. That's all you need to know. Sure. So anyways, it's her dad. He's talking about the changes on Earth. He's like, I'm broadcasting it, blah, 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 on frequency, blah, blah, blah. While this is happening, she's doing some more tests. And then Elon writes her again says hey you need to you need to give up your father isn't holding you back anymore so i guess what we find out is at this moment she's continuing her father's research so we immediately know that her father harry not henry harry was also a scientist and he was researching i guess ways to combat or at least adapt to the situation that we're in while she's doing some gardening she looks out and she's uh, she's like standing on this ridge and you can kind of see like the ammonia clouds or fog or whatever like not inching close but it's within 
Like she could walk out and touch it like it's real close, which I thought was a really interesting way to show how delicate her situation is. And we find out exactly how delicate here in a few minutes. About this opening, I guess, 15, 20 minutes. What did you think? Is this really 20 minutes in? I think so. It feels like it. I don't know if it is. <laughs> a slow pace. There's no conflict yet. I mean, there's the man versus nature thing, but I don't know if they're going to dive into that or what's going to go on. And I know Hawkeye is going to show up at some point. So <laughs> It sounds like you're saying hot guy. Hot, hot <laughs> Hawkeye? That's like you keep saying hot guy. Uh, well, I'm just so, surprised you're letting me call him the wrong name this whole time. Hey, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I mean, I called what's his face Django Fett <laughs> for half of a half of no. I mean, you know what? All right, never mind. No, I got it. I got it. I don't think you get it. I got it. Uh-uh. He's not actually Hawkeye. He's Captain America. You dumb dumb. Anyways, he uh he inserts a tape. <laughs> Yeah, she she inserts a tape. <laughs> oh yeah, spoilers! If you haven't seen uh, whatever the last Marvel movie is. <laughs> oh, I was just—I thought you were just making a joke and not trying to deliberately spoil things. Oh god! Yeah. Not only do we spoil the movie you're, we're reviewing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but the biggest movie of la- was it last year already? Yeah, man, come on, man! Those Marvel movies—they got to keep cranking them out. So a tape is inserted back into the stereo head. It plays some classical music, which I did not recognize, nor could I find any information with my 10 seconds of Googling. She adjusts the big telescope, spots Io. This telescope is super impressive. Wow. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. She sees Jupiter, but the telescope is so good that she can only see part of Jupiter. And she's looking at Io in the little space station colony around it. Okay. It's impressive. And the, okay. it's not even that big of a telescope. I mean, they also are going to travel to a different solar system. So yeah, the technology's moved forward a little bit. Uh, I just Do you think this telescope could spot Earth exploding <laughs> halfway to Europa? Possibly. Why did they build the space station around Io and not just around Earth? I don't know. I mean, it's because of the geothermal energy is there, so they can have a lot of energy to leave, I guess. It's like their staging ground. They don't. They don't. They're not explicit enough. I'm just making stuff up. It's a really good telescope. That's all I'm trying okay. to say. All right. Let's move it along. I'm sorry. Sure. It's I'm right. slowing us down. No. I, no. It's fine. No, it's not. I'm upset about it. <laughs> the faster we get done. She's watching some bee stuff. She's actually watching a movie or a television show about bees. While she's watching this, she gets an email from Elon. Essentially, the they they say its name, but I didn't actually write it down or anything. But um, I guess the the planetary or the planetary expedition or exploration fleet, whatever this is called, that's going to be leaving the solar right. system. They're going to go to Proxima Centauri, which oh. is the closest, I, I think, if I remember right, the closest solar system to Earth. Or I'm sorry, or Alpha <sighs> Centauri is the closest star. And Proxima Centauri is a near identical to Earth exoplanet. So I think that's what they say. This is the bit where if you're reading the screen, it says the exoplanet is Proxima B. But when it's being read out loud, he says Centauri B. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's a little different. So Proxima. I'm looking at Alpha Centauri's Wikipedia page. Yes. Right. Because it's a tri-star system. So there are three different stars. Proxima Centauri is is the third star excuse me of the alpha centauri system uh like they yeah it's it's fine i'm okay i'm it's it's not fine 
how did we how is it that they're just discovering an exoplanet that's near twin to earth first of all i, I don't think you can do that in a tri-star system but maybe i'm not a scientist well, but she has a she has a telescope how far away how, we've done this before haven't we according to the wikipedia the uh en.wikipedia.org not the io wikipedia Proxima Centauri is a small, low-mass star located 4.244 light-years away from Earth. And Proxima Centauri is a member of the Alpha Centauri system, being identified as a component Alpha Centauri C and is 2.18 degrees to the southwest of Alpha Centauri A. The pair is currently blah, 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 blah. In 2016, astronomers announced the discovery of Proxima Centauri B, a planet orbiting the star at a distance of roughly 7.5 million kilometers, which is within... The habitable zone. The the Goldilocks zone. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. It's at least 1.7 times, 1.17 times the mass of Earth. So a little bit bigger. So Jupiter is anywhere between 365 and 601 million miles away. She gets a telescope that sees a full color view. The telescope's so good that it, it gets only part of Jupiter. And you're telling me that they just now discovered that this planet... That I guess already I mean, has been discovered. I don't think they say that it's been discovered. I think the council in charge determines that that's the planet they're going to go to. I thought that's what they said. I didn't actually, I, don't, I didn't think it was a situation where they had just found it. No, that's the impression I got is that they discovered that it was or discovered mm. it in general. Okay, the I'm, I'm reading the email. The council officially announced the first New World expedition. They chose Proxima Centauri. The exoplanet Proxima B is really is a near identical Earth twin. So it, really it wasn't is. it wasn't anything that they said. They didn't say we just discovered this planet. The council finally decided that they were going to leave, and that's the one they were going to go to. Okay, I had the wrong impression. That's fair. I mean, I, I got the wrong impression that this was a good movie. So ah. while she's reading the email, her monitor glitches out uh it effectively shuts off and her way to fix it is to smack it (laughs) which as a information technology professional that is not the way you fix a monitor yeah so she heads out she arrives at some library or at least i thought it was a library because there are all the books laying around yeah it was a library she grabs a book of mythology off the shelf and dusts it off then she starts to yoink a monitor she's like pulling the cables out of it has no idea if it's going to work or not, but she needs a new monitor because her other one broke. She gets distracted looking at another mural, and then lightning flashes, and she looks out the window. I have down here that this storm was bad news. Yeah. Really bad news. Actually, when she's going around her base earlier, I thought, man, this place is one thunderstorm away from being a disaster. Yeah. And then I was proven right way (laughs) too quickly. Yeah, this is what I was talking about earlier about how delicate her situation is, like the ammonia clouds are but a stone's throw away she gets back to her observatory base she like goes into the i guess her lab everything appears to be ruined she runs over what i think is a different lab and she hooks up an oxygen tank and just hunkers down and then she reads the remainder of the email after she gets her new monitor working and how elon tells her that they will be pulling off all the remaining resources of Earth uh, in order to make sure this works. They need all the available technology that they can get their hands on. And that means, I guess they left behind Exodus shuttles on Earth for people to take to leave or for whatever reason they couldn't leave with the first (laughs) Exodus. They could leave again. 
She falls asleep. She dreams of a beach, and then she wakes up. Yeah, yay. Our next scene involves her walking towards her beehive. She does a little rage scream. You know, you gotta let it out. You can't keep that anger buried. You gotta let it go. All the bees, they're either dead or they're, they've flown off. But while she's screaming, I don't know if you saw it, but there is a bee that like flies past her head. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> is it a so, bee or just some random bug they couldn't get out of the shot? I, I think it's a bee, but I don't know. It doesn't like, we, we don't zoom in. Like we're like a looking at the side of her body and then an insect flies past her fantastic it's not even funny i would laugh it's just (laughs) she heads back to her lab it's all torn up she writes elon she's like hey the bees are dying she doesn't think she can make it to the launch site it's too far away and then she hears a noise looks up and sees a hot air balloon floating towards her and then it kind of lands very casually (laughs) and then uh, out pops hawkeye uh and he like looks around Make sure that he can breathe the air, pulls his mask off, and he's like, I'm here to see uh, Harry, Dr. Harry Walden. I heard his radio transmission, and she's like, he's not here. Did you guess that he was dead already? Yes. It's pretty apparent, yeah? I mean, I thought it was... Well, she like, keeps referring... She recurs, refers to her work when she's uh, emailing Elon with something that they... Like, she says, we are doing this, and we have right. that. But you never see the other half of we, so it's... And she's... I thought it was painfully yeah. obvious when she's playing tapes of her father speaking yeah that's uh, what i'm saying through all that bit so, yeah he asks for some water she gets in some water and it's brown and she says don't worry it's like that because of the filters whatever he keeps asking for harry she's like i'm his assistant what can i help you with and he's like nah harry only he is for he is here for harry boys that's who he's here for <laughs> yeah she's very coy and she's like uh he isn't here we don't know where he is. We don't ask him questions whenever he decides to go out on his experiments. And uh, he's like, I'll just wait around. And then she's like, are you going to go to IO? And he kind of doesn't say anything. She offers him food, pulls out fresh fresh veggies. And he is, he's like, you have vegetables? Yeah, fresh vegetables. <laughs> Holy crud. And then she gives him honey. And then she's trying to talk to him while he's eating. And he's like, have you ever seen the ocean? Are there any animals in the ocean? He's like, no, they're all dead. Apparently he's from quote unquote before. And I guess that means that Sam was born after this happened, after the Exodus. Yeah. After a real, real, or well, or close to, if you're yeah. one or two years old when that happens, you don't remember. Yeah. Sure. It's a slightly confrontational. Um, she asks him about some cities. He's like, what's up with all this different equipment? What are you doing? They have now since moved to the observatory area. Mm-hmm. She's like, uh, my friend Elon, and he has access to the main communication link. And he's like, what are these? Because she like puts a tape in and she plays has, it. She has a lot of monitors now. I don't know if you noticed. I did, I did not. <laughs> yeah, she... I don't know Well, if she always had extra monitors. She just got them up. But there's like, like in the later scene, before he shows up, she's shown with sitting there at the computer with three different monitors. Stuff yeah. on every screen. So, Well, I am looking at the exact moment when she gets an email from Micah about, or not Micah, but Elon about Proxima B, and I see three other monitors, or two other monitors in this scene, so maybe she's always had that many. Wait, uh, so you know. she had enough monitors before it broke? I don't know. Maybe, I mean, the inputs, maybe they were like DVI, she doesn't have any DVI. But she plugged it in with VGA. I saw yeah, it happen. I'm just saying, I, I can't answer your question. Look, man, why lose one monitor when you can just go get another one? Right, Anyways. but she was disappointed she couldn't finish his email. <laughs> Yeah, I matter. can't answer your question, man. Plot well, why, why can't you answer my question? Because I didn't write the 
script for this movie <laughs> who wrote the script for this yeah. movie? i wasn't the technical advisor on set if i had been i would have just said why doesn't she just plug the monitor plug it, the monitor cable into a different monitor they would have looked at me like i was crazy who wrote this <laughs> it's just like in sg1 when he's like you could kick him instead of punching a guy anyways she puts a tape in and it's harry speaking and he's like well what's that and she's like well it's protocol he always has us play him whenever he's not here and then they finally exchange names. She's like, my name is Sam. He's like, my name is Micah. And then she's like, well, if uh, you're going to hang around here, you want to fix some stuff? <laughs> yeah. Hi, welcome to my home. Fix it. Oh, she is giving him safe haven and food. And sure. Whatnot. She has him repair. looks like a windmill. And some. Uh, she also talks about some solar panels that while they will work, they won't ever produce the same amount of power that they did. Uh, this is where I wrote in that she's very awkward and probably hasn't interacted with very many people. It's also during the scene where she mentions that Elon is her friend. And then she says it. And then while looking directly at Micah says, like essentially establishes that he's more than her friend. Like they're in a yeah, relationship. Awkwardly. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, do you have a special lady friend? She asks about his wife. Yeah. Uh, Was he wearing he a said, ring? I never caught it. Uh, I don't know. I just wrote down special lady friend because of the Big Lebowski. All right, fair enough. Anyways, I can look real quick. I'll scrub. Nah. I'm scrubbing. Nah. Scrubbing. Nope. I'm going to get a shot of his hand here in a second. Mm-mm. He's not wearing a wedding ring. So he says that he doesn't He doesn't have anyone special, and then he starts talking about some Plato. Or not talking about Plato, I'm sorry. He starts reciting Plato, the philosopher. It's about how humans were once one, as in we had two heads, four arms, four legs, and the gods split us in twain as punishment and how now each of us searches for the other half of us. That's why that's why humans get together in pairs is because we're looking for our other half. Uh-huh. It's essentially, it's, it's a talk about human nature. It's pretty. Yeah. It's it is very, pretty. Yeah. And then he talks about he was going to be a teacher once. She's like, yeah, Harry is my father. Or Harry is my father. She's like, you want to help me do some gardening? And then they go into the garden and she shows off her rad science tattoos yeah <laughs> laser it's not cringy but you know it's well he asks about them yeah i mean if i had well i mean i'm not saying that him asking about them are cringy i'm not saying that the tattoos are cringy it's just like it's funny because she has mathematical and scientific equations tattooed on her body to help her remember them while she's working so yeah. that's all i thought it was in- it was interesting he remarks about her rib cage and all the dots that are on it and she's like well i'm trying to build up an immunity and then she shows him a video of a pig that is breathing without any sort of assistance. It's awake, and then it like doesn't move, and then it moves, and then it stops moving again. And then they get a lighter, and they light it, and the flame is purple, I guess, to represent the primary gas involved is now ammonia. Which, according to you, ammonia doesn't even burn purple. So, According to the, the laws of science. Sure. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. I'm just okay. saying that that happens. And then a news broadcast pops up while they're like, I guess, I guess this was taped over. Her dad's on it. He's talking about, you know, a few of us are going to stay here and we're going to try to save Earth. We don't want to leave. This is our planet. This is our home. And then she asks him, why did he stay? And she says, you know, it was very brave. Your dad would have thought so. <laughs> okay. We cut to Micah kind of investigating the other buildings. We didn't really talk about it, but on this plateau or wherever they are, there's the conservatory, some smaller bubbles, and then another like one-story building that looks to be made out of pods of some kind. 
he finds, I guess, their old bedroom. And he's like, was your mom named June? And then he said, uh, why, why did he cause her death? She's like, no, she was sick. And he's like, but he kept her here. Yeah. She died because she was here. Yeah. Why did he keep you here? Why did he keep any of you here? And then he goes and breaks into Harry's room, essentially. And it's covered in dust. No one has been in this room for a while. And then we get a flashback. Harry walks into the lab and he's talking to Sam. He's like, you got to go. And she's like, no, no, no. I I have, you know, you and I have Elon. And he's like, well, it's not the same. And I'm dead. So <laughs> so you actually don't have anybody. Uh, she's hallucinating. Yeah, yeah. Full-blown hallucination there. And then this is when Micah is like, yo, I'm going to take you to Exodus. And uh, there's nothing you can do about it. You're not, You're never coming back here. And then Sam just says... Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're glossing over all of the long scenes of them just standing there, looking at things, not looking at things, thinking about things. I don't even, I have nothing to make fun of. I have nothing to mock. I have nothing to praise. I have nothing to be proud of. It's just happening. And I don't know why it's happening. Well, I mean, that's the reason why. It's frustrating, I guess. I mean, it's the reason why I glossed over it. No, no, just overall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, at this point, the movie is just incredibly frustrating to watch because it's not telling you a story. Yeah. It feels, and I'm going to insult somebody. Oh. I'm sorry. It's not, I'm not really meaning to be insulting. This criticism is going to become a little less constructive. It feels like somebody took a filmography class at their local <laughs> community college and then or a writing class or something and then was like i'm gonna make something artsy and deep and then this is what they came up with is that uh, well uh it was this guy's second full feet full well, the thing is, is that he didn't so the, the director did a fantastic job i think that the script mm-hmm. well i think just the i think the project overall is bad the actors do a great job. The director does a great job. You know, it, it got a... Did it get nominated for something? It got nominated for Outstanding Achievement in Sound Editing. Sound effects, blah, blah, blah. Which I didn't even notice the sound effects one way or the other. I didn't notice they were bad like we have in some other movies. It's just that there's nothing... There's no story to this. There's nothing. So it just... It feels like it's trying to be artsy, if that makes sense. So this movie... But it doesn't actually have a message was written by three writers clay jeter charles yeah. spano and will basanta and i've looked them all up yeah i mean i feel like like so charles spano is, was a producer on a lot of stuff but mostly his directing stuff has either been shorts or documentaries clay jeter has 10 directing credits but they're all for like tv episodes or shorts and then will basanta has a writer credit of both Io and Jess plus Moss, which is one of the th- two of the three writing credits that Clay Jeter has. So you might be right. This yeah, literally I, might be a really honestly might be that <laughs> it's, it's just yeah. three three guys who I mean because it looks like they've been involved in other stuff in cinematography and producing and acting and that they were like we should write a movie. <laughs> yeah but that should never be the way you write a movie anyways yeah um, i assume yeah so i drove five hours from one side of the state that we live in to the other side of the state that we live in and i got home around nine o'clock and i decided i was going to watch this movie on sunday uh, and i had to stop halfway 
because I was so bored by what you just described as them standing around looking at things and not looking at things. So, <laughs> so they're going to leave Earth. Thank God. Micah, Micah, he says, we got to plan the trip with favorable weather conditions. <laughs> she starts writing an email to Elon. She's talking about Micah while he's off doing hot air balloon stuff. She kind of just roots through his bag and his personal yeah. things. I thought was very rude. And he's been keeping that bag like near him or on him. And he leaves it once and she's like, I'm going to go through it. And then there are no consequences for this whatsoever. <laughs> like it never comes up. He's not like, oh, this was a betrayal. I thought, oh, they're going to have some stupid drama because she's socially awkward. Nope, nope not at all. She finds a gun, a diary, what appears to be a bottle full of a clear liquid or partially filled with a clear liquid that might be alcohol of some kind. Yeah, alcohol um, or I thought it might be perfume, especially since she smelled. I mean, we know later he drinks it, so it's definitely alcohol. Yeah, but yeah, he's walking around and he sees the windmill stop windmilling. <laughs> is that what is that what windmills do? Twist, windmill? turn. Yeah, yeah. This one spin. twists, spin. There you go. Yeah, spin it. Um, I guess the wind is... Bop it. Is, uh, pull it. <laughs> uh, Flick it. So they're making honey. Turn the movie off. I don't know if you ever... <laughs> Stop it. Uh, <laughs> they're making honey. Yeah. I've never done Have that. You, no. you've never, I've never done it either, but I've seen it. Looks, it. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I've seen it on television. I've actually seen it in real life. Essentially what you do is uh, you make these... You get wooden frames and you put a la- like a metal lattice on it. And so what happens is the bees go out and they bee bees and then they come back and they essentially vomit up honey. Yeah. I'm not making that up. Yeah. Then they do it on top of these lattices and that's how it, and they also get like uh, beeswax and it makes the um, honeycomb shape. And then what you do is, is you take that and then you take a knife and you just scrape it all off. Just ruin all their hard work. But bees make more honey than they'll ever need to eat or survive. So it's okay. Anyways, he brings her the inserts or he brings her some inserts and then he goes back outside and he moves some of these around and he's he's like, ah! And then he goes and gets Sam and she comes out. Yeah. What's up? He curses. Well, he did. Yeah, I just was going to gloss over. No, him. yeah. I, you, I mean, thank you for not, you know. <laughs> I think he just drops it, right? He just says it out loud. So he says the F word. If you don't know what the F word is, it's fruit tree. No. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Oh, Uh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Did that feel out of place? It felt out of place Um, to me, I should preface. Obviously, I'm I'm asking you a very leading question. It felt out of place to me in a movie that was solidly PG, PG PG-13. I mean, it would be boring to children. It's boring to adults. But it, there was no other cursing. This is it. Well, no, I think he... So there's multiple times when he, like, busts into a room, essentially. <sighs> he, like, expresses anger. Yeah. And it's it's almost out of touch with the rest of his character. Like, there's a scene where he's like, The wind died down. Now we don't have <laughs> enough helium to make it to the, ex- like, the extraction point. And he just sounds like... The extraction point? I don't know what he says, but he sounds so completely different. Yeah. It was out of place. And so he does that right before this scene. The curse itself felt out of place, but him like being irrationally upset about something. Right. Did not seem out of place. Right. That's I was specifically talking about the the cursing felt. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Unnecessary. Yeah. Anyways. Sorry. A little aside there. He goes and gets Sam. They find some bees. It's the queen bee. 
Sam essentially calls it a virgin queen. It must have hatched like right after the storm. And apparently this bee can survive by breathing in the ammonia. And then Micah says, what does it mean? And then she lets it go and says it doesn't mean anything. And the bee just flies away. Yeah. yeah. Did you think it meant nothing? I hoped it meant nothing. <laughs> well, I thought it was like symbolizing. It was symbology. It was symbolizing her letting go, which she ultimately mm. doesn't. But it, it was symbolizing it in that moment. I thought it symbolized something else, but we'll talk about that here in a minute. Sure. She gets an email from Elon. He is going to go on the mission to Alpha Centauri. Essentially, it's a Dear John email. He's like, I can be with you. You know, it'll just take, you know, it'll take a while for you to get from Earth to here. And then it'll take a while for you to get to Earth to where we're going. But we can yeah, be together. Yeah, it's like a 10 year travel time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a breakup. And, uh. Well, he's, yeah. Well, I, it's. <sighs> if you tell somebody we won't be able to see each other for 10 years. At regardless least. Regardless of, regardless of whether or not these people have ever met because they have not actually met in person. He's saying, I won't be able to communicate with you for 10 years and we can still be together. You just have to get here in 10 years. Like it's a breakup, essentially. At least that's what the, the space time distance will tell you. <laughs> yeah. She dreams of the ocean again. Uh, uh-huh. Me <laughs> too. Dream. And, then he, and then Michael walks into the room and says, have you ever had squash spaghetti? Which upset me a great deal. Why? Because it's, it's spaghetti squash. Well, I thought you spaghetti squash was a type swine. of squash. No. Yeah, so it is. I also thought it was funny that he said it that way because I love spaghetti squash. It's one of yeah. my favorites. Squash spaghetti. Get out of here. Squash spaghetti. Uncultured swine. <laughs> All right, you know Anyways. what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How dare let he? Have, let me have this one, man. So. Gosh darn it, Iron Man. <laughs> All right. Sam asks Micah what it was like before. And he says that he, when he was younger, he would go to the city every day. And they never expected anything like this, even with her father's warning. She's like, unexpected things can be nice. And then we cut to her getting into a shower. Nothing is revealed. We don't see anything. But there is like a cross shot of her naked body. We don't actually see any. It could have been anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Micah is very uncomfortable. I don't think he's uncomfortable with the female form. I think he's uncomfortable with someone he barely knows taking a shower in the same room that he's in. We should say that this is not like a bathroom shower. It's a shower attached to whatever cabin they're in. Yeah. Yeah. This is essentially all... like an occupation when homeboy's taking a shower. Yeah. Like, in it's the like middle of the quite camp. a field shower. Yeah. She does the same thing, essentially. She hops out, and instead of these rock-hard abs, we just kind of see her, and he... Uh, I, I was unsure whether or not she did this on purpose. Yeah, she did. But, like... Elon was going to be 10 years away and she starts laying it on thick. (laughs) She's like, I'm getting over this guy and I know how I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'm just saying she hasn't been around other humans for years. She's just so used to. Yeah, it's been a year since her dad was around. Yeah. Getting into the shower and getting out of the shower, regardless of who's in the room with her. But yeah, it was just like, is she doing this perfect? Anyways, in this next scene again, he comes in real hot. About the wind not ch- the wind isn't changing. He's like, we're never going to be able to leave. And she gets up and like touches him, I think, on the face. And yeah, she just that, the le- face, collarbone. Yeah, she leans in and kind of almost whispers, speaks out loud. Trust me, it will change. 
She controls the wind. Yeah. She's Storm. <laughs> he is Hulk. That makes sense she, with the angry outbursts. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. I'm in. Yeah. And the Hulk flies around in a hot air balloon. It's the same character. Uh, <laughs> Could you just anyways. imagine the Hulk flying around? <laughs> that would be a much more interesting movie. Yeah. She walks over to the stereo head, puts the uh, classical music cassette back in, and she rolls up on him, and she tries to kiss him, and he apologizes, and then she says it's okay, and then they kiss anyways. And then he stops her, and then she's like, we have to do this. Like, does she say we have to, or you have yeah, to? Yeah, no, we have to. Oh, okay, I heard you have to, and I just... Oh, really? He obviously does not want this to happen. He's turned away, he's uncomfortable, and she's she's badgering him into well, it. Well, why do you think he's uncomfortable? Is it due to her age? I think we're about to find out about his wife. I don't think he's completely over her. Maybe it feels like a transgression of some kind. I don't know. Mm, yeah. She's also like socially awkward. You've mentioned young or at least younger than him. I think she's an adult. I really, really hope that she's an adult. He just doesn't want to do it or he's awkward about it. Hold on. I'm watching the scene right now. <laughs> Me too, actually. So I don't know what like I, I don't consider like his pathology or whatever his mental state or mental capacity is. But I mean, he also has been surviving on his own for a while, you know, flying around in his hot air balloon. And then he comes across a young woman who is obviously like coming on to him, probably tapping into some feelings that he probably hasn't felt in some time and is very uncomfortable. You know, I get it. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. I also felt like this scene was unnecessary. I mean, this whole uh, it's hard because this whole movie's unnecessary because when it don't know what the <laughs> point is, it's hard to tell you what's necessary, what's filler, what's well, why is this I, here? Why is this not here? I think it's necessary to explain the ending, which yeah. I would be happy to yeah, debate with you. Yeah, I guess you. so. We get a great shot of the colony hovering over Io, and I guess this would be the equivalent of the, like fireworks popping in the background or, you know, whatever. She's like, I always wanted to go to this art exhibit. It's called Modern Myths. Uh. She writes Elon a letter, and she confesses everything. She's like, my dad died, uh, he, or he's been dead for a while now. I'm out with Micah. I thought she was just like, yo, I could have been leaving this whole time and I didn't. Yeah. This is all on me. Right. Yeah. Essentially. And then she goes outside and looks towards the sky. As she's staring at the at the stars, I actually have, like, I wrote down here that is Io going to explode? <laughs> Anyways, um, she looks over at the weather balloon or the hot air balloon. I'm sorry. And then there's some kind of uh, announcement about the launch site. Apparently the launch site that they were planning on going to is non-functional. So they have to go to a completely different launch site, but now they don't have enough helium to make it to that launch site. And this is another scene where his acting angry is just strange. Like his, the tone is off. I think it's his dialogue is dubbed, but he just like, he just bursts into the room and it's like, Oh, we don't have enough helium. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah. This is where we find out about Micah's past. He reveals that Harry quote unquote made them stay that i guess harry convinced him and some other people to stay on earth and try to survive his wife got sick she sent i guess she dies of starvation or she she dies from whatever her sickness is they know we don't talk about what it is but food could have helped her she could have survived for a few more days but he admits that he hid rations from his wife so he could stay alive and his wife would die and he talks to Sam and he tells her, I won't make that same mistake again. I'm not going to let you die. She approaches him, thanks him for revealing that information to him. And then casually, 
says we can get helium or I know where we can get more helium. Like after this dude like spills his emotional guts, you're just like, thanks for telling me, man. I know where we can get more helium. Oh, she's trying to solve the problem they have in front of them. <laughs> but And she's socially awkward. She doesn't know what to do with that information. It's, it's weird. Yeah. And then she says, it's in the zone. And then I wrote, AutoZone. Uh, we are not sponsored or affiliated with AutoZone in any way. We but would love free. to be. Please send us money. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Then she puts a tape into the recorder. Because I guess what she would do is she would play these tapes on a certain radio frequency. And she puts a, a new tape in or an old tape. It's not really, we don't know what she's doing or what tape she's recording over. I'm getting lost in the weeds, sorry. She fully admits to everything. She's like, my dad died and uh, I'm going to leave Earth. We cut to her and Micah looking at a map. I guess they're planning their trip and he's circling some stuff and she points to the art museum. (laughs) And uh, she really wants to go to this dang exhibit. Yeah. He's like, focus, bruh. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm focused. Focus. And then her broadcast is part of the stuff that she recorded. It's like, we thought we could save Earth, or we could change Earth, but we were wrong. They take off on some four-wheelers, and I guess they're towing the balloon with one of these four-wheelers. It looked pretty ridiculous, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. we haven't, I haven't brought it up, but internal combustion engines, would they work without oxygen? I guess they're running on some other fuel source, maybe, or something else is exploding in there. I don't know. I don't know. I asked <laughs> him a question. A good, Somebody let me know. That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, they do make engines that can run off anything. I remember reading something about like a Russian tank that could run off perfume during World War II, but I still think you had to have oxygen in order for that to work. Yeah. They stop at something. I don't know what it is. Sam's like, it's incredible, right? And then. <laughs> yeah, he's like, why are we stopped, man? We're on a timer. And he's like, I don't see anything but death. Yeah, ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and this is where I started getting the sneaking suspicion that Sam doesn't really want to leave. That apparently she's agreed to to join Micah for the sole intention of getting him to leave so she can stay. That's where I got the impression, which <laughs> it's ultimately determined that I was correct. We arrive at what appears to be a oh, fairground. Man, spoilers, bro. <laughs> I I suspect <laughs> it's a fairground because there's a roller coaster in the background. Yeah. Well, where else were you going to find helium? Party City. Or... They're using them for balloons. He uh, walks into a building and then he's like, oh, yeah, there's tons of helium in here. And they get it loaded up into the uh, one of the four-wheeler trolleys or whatever, and they're going to camp out for the night. We cut to what I guess was a like a grand dining room. Very elegant. White tablecloths, wine glasses, fine china. And then she's like, do you know how life started on Earth? And he says, bacteria. He always says, bacteria, right? No, Micah, bacteria left. God. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Look, man, that's what I do. I make terrible jokes and sometimes people laugh at them. They're not laughing at your jokes, Chris. he, he, He actually makes a joke. He says, you know, when we get on the colony, you won't have to wear a mask to take me to a restaurant. Yeah. Okay, so all right. to him, their relationship's a little different. They go to switch tanks. He's like, how is this going to work? She's like, well, we'll switch tanks. We'll turn the valves down to 50 and then just chill. Go Try to, to sleep. relax. Don't do anything. Lay down. The sun rises next morning. So they're, you're using less oxygen because they're sleeping and they don't need as much, I suppose, mm-hmm. is the idea. Mm-hmm. They have enough oxygen to wake up? Well, I, I, I guess that you, that you guess. Uh, what I'm assuming, <laughs> uh, no, no, re- in reality, I, essentially, I'm I'm guessing that when they fill these tanks with oxygen, they know exactly how much oxygen they have. And Sam, being someone who has lived on Earth, going into these different zones and staying a long time, has timed 
her expeditions and how long they last. And so she, I guess, has determined that a full oxygen tank with the valve turned down to 50% will last eight hours or six hours or however long. However long they're going to be asleep. Yeah. Uh, See, I was under the impression that the reduced oxygen was going to help them go to sleep. Also, they weren't eating, were they, in this scene? No, no. They were just in the dining room. They just skipped dinner because they can't take their masks off. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. I just, I was confused about why they wouldn't just leave then. Is it because it's dark? Why don't they have flashlights? You go to a 7-Eleven and get one of those big LED, like not even that big, but one of those really bright LED flashlights for nothing. Do those not work? Well, they have flashlights on their foreheads, but they're weak. I feel like they're just wasting time. I don't know, man. (laughs) This whole, I mean, just, uh, I don't know. The next morning, we cut to them filling up the balloon with the helium. And right in the middle of the process, she's just like, yeah, uh, I got to... I left my cat in the oven. I gotta go. I gotta go do a thing. <laughs> she says, "I'll, I'll be, right, be back. right back." Yeah, <laughs> and then she just hops on her four wheeler and drives away. But before she leaves, Sam's like, "You know, yo, we got an hour, and then we gotta go." She hits up that museum. She really, really wanted to visit that museum. She walks into, I guess, the foyer or the main lobby, and there's some statues. And she opens a door, and then there's a very bright light with lots of roses or flowers of some kind. It looks completely different than. The rest of the building that she's in. Micah's alarm goes off because we've cut back to him at this point, and he grabs some bottles, and we cut back to Sam walking around casually, a museum when they are supposed to have been gone at this point. Very selfish, Sam. Sam Walden. Very selfish. She sees a painting that we have seen pictures of that have been in books that was part of a mural. It's a Lita and the Swan. And then she asks Micah what the meaning of the painting is. And essentially he just describes the Trojan War about how Paris took someone's wife, about how it started this whole war and that the goose or the swan in this photo is supposed to represent Zeus. Yeah. Very poetic. Yeah. Don't understand what any of it means. Well, of course it's pretty and it's a beautiful poetry because, you know, it wasn't written by these people. (laughs) Uh I guess essentially is that she feels that she is Lita. Because I guess Zeus is trying to take this woman, like the swan. As he grabbed onto her hand, it seems to be pulling her. And he tells her that you did everything that you could, you know. Your dad would be proud of you. And then she's like, I'm not going. Yeah. Uh, uh, surprise. Yeah, I have it down here that Sam makes all the worst. She makes the best worst decisions. <laughs> Her watch alarm goes off. And so I was talking about like it because she presses a button and it like resets back to one. Mm. And he's like, well, let's uh, let's go talk about it at the launch site. And then she tells him about her dream. about She Ugh. is in the zone on the beach. She's not wearing a mask and that everyone just sees death on Earth. But all she sees is life. And then she just rips her mask off and she starts breathing heavily and they're embracing. And then we show the painting and then we fade to black. Mm-hmm. Now there is a bright, sunny day in the clouds. We cut to Micah inside the balloon wearing his mask. We get a recording of Sam telling Micah about her dad and a T.S. Eliot quote about how it's about exploration and humans have begun to fear Earth. But then we cut to the beach and Sam is standing there and then a kid runs towards her. They both stare at the water and the movie ends. That's what I felt. <laughs> Just that, that 10 seconds of silence there. That's exactly yeah. what I felt. Ugh. So 
is what, I, I'm I assuming this again, is Micah's I, child, ah, right? What? I assume this is Micah's child, right? No, this man, would... she's found some other dude. <laughs> she's just like, I can go anywhere and what, do what anything. What were you going to say? Yes, it's implied that it's his kid. Okay. What were you going to say before that? Well, I hate you. <laughs> From what I understand, and I actually managed, I wanted to do research because I wanted to find out if there's like a, I don't know, like a, a Snyder cut of this movie that explains why it ends <laughs> so strangely. It's not a strange ending. It This movie would have been a perfect 20 to 30 minute short, mm. but that's not what they did. <laughs> Maybe they should. Maybe they should do the opposite. Yeah, you're talking about Snyder cut. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I need, I need something shorter, something much shorter. <laughs> well, we talked about the bee, the queen bee, the virgin queen. Yeah, I guess that's what she is. Symbolism. Yeah, more she... symbolism. It was heavy-handed. You saw it coming because the whole the quote about Helen of Troy, litter, whatever, giving birth to the gods, and yada yada yada, and then the <laughs> the virgin queen bee. It's trying to be artsy and have some sort of meaning or something, but it doesn't. It doesn't have any meaning. She makes a series of horrible decisions and accidentally works out. Like you said, she makes the best, worst decisions. The worst, best decision? The best, worst decisions. She took that mask off. There was nothing but her gut feeling that maybe she's right. That's stupid. That's so dumb. He should have he knocked her hell out. I know he can't. I've seen him fight. <laughs> Yeah, man. He took out Thor with those big old green fists. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I, I have footnotes. Yeah, um, footnotes. Not, foot, not footnotes, maybe like bullets at the end of my notes here that um, when Micah reveals why he came, he says, I came looking for Harry. Essentially, he blames Harry for the death of his wife, right? Yeah, he's projecting quite a bit. Yeah, had he not stayed because Harry convinced him to stay, maybe he and his wife would be happy on the colony and when sam goes through his bag and finds the gun with four bullets how different would this movie have been if had he showed up and he's like i'm looking for dr harry walden and she's like oh he's in here and then he walks into the lab and just pops a cap in this dude right in front of everybody well um yeah how much like, better would this movie have been if he had just shot her and then left you're right <laughs> you're right no but i think like that maybe that's part of his thing that never gets explored because this movie spends way too much time worrying about sam and her weird obsession with not doing anything why did he go there she's under the impression that he was there to bring anyone who was left with him but i think he goes there because he's going to kill dr harry oh that's the impression yeah yeah they just like dust over it like yeah we'll just uh here's the spot thread we're never gonna talk about it I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about this movie for? No. Or anything else about this movie you want to talk about? No. Okay. If anyone knows why it has three different names, let us know. Yeah, feel free. That's that's <laughs> bugging me. Otherwise, no, I'm good. I would like to talk about this movie's influences. Like I said, it, I got a heavy Metro 2033 or Metro Exodus vibe. Those are Those are pretty popular books. Well, not Exodus. Right. Exodus is a game, but... Right. But I mean, like, like just in terms of, like, the game's aesthetics. Every time that they were in the zone, I was like, oh, hey, Metro. I mean, it's cool. just a foggy Last of Us. It's just a... T- it's a very typical... I'm just saying that's what I got. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Sure. No, no, you're uh, good. You're good. I don't disagree. <laughs> I don't... I just don't... I don't think they're directly influenced by, but it's, it definitely has similar vibes. Maybe influence wasn't the right word. So, uh, did you like this movie? No. I did not like this movie. 
Yeah, I didn't like it either. I did not like uh, it with... Uh, was, never mind. <laughs> no, say what you're going to say. Uh, I was going to start quoting Dr. Seuss poorly, and I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> Fair hmm. enough. Honestly, I asked the question at the beginning. I, I want to ask again now that we've gone through the movie. Was this science fiction? <sighs> it's a science fiction backdrop, but the story is decidedly melodramatic. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a character it's a character piece, right? Uh, you could yeah no it is it is it's just the crappy characters you could take the character development directly out of this movie and you can put it in any other genre it could be a fantasy movie about how like you know in lord of the rings when the elves leave and they travel to the west or whatever like maybe these are the last two elves right i think it would have done better as not a genre film yeah add in some mental like because she's obviously not doing well he's not doing well i guess this ties back to my my thought about 3022 is this movie tells a story that doesn't have a point it acts like it does yeah and maybe that's just the i don't want to say that's the issue with independent films because many of the other independent movies we watched had points no matter how bad they were even if they were just popcorn flicks or whatever kingdom of gladiators is a awful movie uh, but but it had bad. a point yeah right it has a discernible beginning middle and end we know what's going on that has a we close exactly. line in the desert <laughs> fantastic but um and even singularity singularity mm, has a point no no yeah it does i dis- this is going to be me disagreeing with you for the first time on tape. <laughs> no uh, the point of singularity is that it's a terrible movie the point of singularity uh, is to waste my time <laughs> and aggravate me and make me dislike john cusack <laughs> which no one should ever do i'm just saying i feel like this movie was pointless yeah that's all yeah i get i get what you're saying yeah, it I didn't has like it either, the least amount saying. of story out of anything we've watched so far <laughs> okay well i've been physical pain right now like my uh, head hurts not not like a headache it's just i hated this movie man <laughs> Like, I've hated a lot of movies we've watched, but this is the <laughs> least entertaining movie. And what's worse about it is it didn't have any, like, there wasn't even any unintentional comedy. <laughs> like Exactly. E- even if there were parts of this movie that they were, like, trying to draw a laugh, I didn't find them. No. I guess the worst part about this is I didn't find this movie entertaining in the slightest. That's not even a movie to watch if you're looking for something to make fun of. It's that yeah. bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. It it was horrible. No, keep going. Let it no. out, man. Oh, I'm Let done. Out. But here's here's how we're gonna keep going. I want to thank everybody for listening to us <laughs> talk about this movie and yet another episode of the B roll podcast. Uh, we are the sci fi wise guys. I'm Anthony. The other guy laughing in the background is Chris or Christopher. That's me. I am Chris. Yes, it is. We've been your hosts. If you like what you heard, appreciate you following, subscribing, giving a five star review, thumbs up, whatever it is on your particular podcast platform of choice if we're not on your preferred podcast platform uh, you can let us know and we'll see what we can do to get there you can tweet us we are at b underscore roll podcast you can also just shoot us an email at sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com we'd love to hear your suggestions and what you disagreed with so that we know i don't know we, For we, whatever we won't care we'll mix. should you choose to disagree with us <laughs> yeah feel free to disagree that's fine uh, yeah we have a facebook group oh um, the b-roll podcast if you want to join that and you can talk about the movies that we've talked about or suggest things on there and yes 
And lastly, if you really liked what you heard and you want to support us, uh, we have a uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash B underscore roll. Any money that you feel necessary to donate goes directly into making the podcast better. And by making the podcast better, I feel like it would be better if I just had a more comfortable living environment. So it's going directly <laughs> to my rent. No. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, it goes directly into podcasts. It's just a hobby. Yeah. All right. So that's our long, uh, just stupid, stupid plugs. You're not listening anymore, but if you are, sorry that you couldn't find the pause button or skip button quicker, quick enough. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. By the way, this time I'm drunk. So. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I've never been. I have never, ever been drunk and done one of these. That would be ridiculous. Hmm. Do you know how just uh, irresponsible that would be? Yes. <laughs>